Hey, hey, hey. What is up, White Tigers? What's going on? Welcome back to another fun-filled, exciting episode of the White Tiger Podcast. I am your host, Craig Casaletto, and I, as always, am grateful that you're here. Thanks for tuning in this week. I have a wonderful, wonderful episode for you, uh, something that is near and dear to my heart, which you will soon find out why, and I'm going to give you a little bit of a teaser here, but I had the opportunity over the last week uh, to binge some Netflix. I actually caught the flu for a couple of days, uh, which was horrific, uh, but on the bright side, I got a chance to do something I normally don't do much of, which is uh, watch Netflix and binge watching TV shows. And I came across uh, this really good documentary, which I'm sure a ton of you have heard about, and you probably heard a bunch, a bunch of different people comment about it. Um, it was about the Fire Festival and about this guy named Billy McFarlane, who was an entrepreneur. Actually, I have to disagree with that. I don't think he was an entrepreneur, in my personal opinion. But a really great, just a really great documentary, I think, that you guys should check out if you haven't done so already. But it made me think of something really important, which I think will add a ton of value. Uh, and it's something that maybe each and every one of you listening here today uh, may not have thought of. And uh, it's a really important part of uh, our longevity and success. So I'm going to get to talking a little bit about that. So I'd like to get things kicked off by giving a huge heartfelt thank you to Too Legit 115. Now, you may be asking yourself, what the heck is Too Legit 115? Well, Too Legit 115 is the name or the tag of the person that left a just over-the-top review on iTunes for the podcast. So I'm going to go do something here that I've never, ever done before, like a White Tiger podcast first. I am going to say, go to the review section on iTunes for the podcast and check out the review left by Too Legit 115. It really is the reason why I do and what we do what we do here at the White Tiger Podcast. It's about everybody's voice. It's about experiences. It was so well said. I can't even do it justice by repeating it because normally I repeat it and have some fun with it. But my suggestion is, is that I really think it'll be worth your time to go over and take a look and check it out because it's, it's a really good one. And Too Legit 115, if you're listening, I just wanted to give you a huge, huge thank you for that. I appreciate it. It makes what we do here so well worthwhile. And I know we get caught up in numbers and we get caught up in comparing ourselves to others, whether you're running your own podcast, running your own business, or just running your life. Uh, we get caught up in that craziness uh, a lot. And I'll be the first one to tell you that I do because I always want to grow. And sometimes I try to see where I fit in this whole scheme of things as comparing while comparing myself to others. But such a great review. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Hey, one last thing before we get this party started. I need your opinion. I am actually thinking of bringing the White Tiger podcast to YouTube to actually taking on a new method or a new platform to get the podcast out to hopefully more people. I wanted to know what you think. Is it something you'd be interested in? Is it something that you think would be exciting to see? because you would be seeing it, right? There'd be some video attached. So uh, let me know what you think. Send me a direct message on Instagram. Shoot on over to the webpage at wtpodcast.com and send me a email. You could do that. And uh, let me know what you think, because uh, it may be coming down the pike or to a computer screen or cell phone near you. We all get one chance at life. What are you doing with yours? 
All failures and successes in life start with you. You steer your own ship, control your own thoughts, and choose how you react to things that occur. Everybody deals with challenges. It's how you handle them that makes the difference. Proper advice and real-world answers can be hard to come by. And that's where the White Tiger Podcast comes in. Host Craig Casaletto has seen and experienced things most people don't and shouldn't. 15 years in law enforcement taught him many life lessons. And he's here with a raw perspective on the professional and personal challenges life throws our way. This is the White Tiger Podcast. Hey, 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 what is up, everybody? And yes, thank you. And welcome back here to the White Tiger Podcast. And yes, as I promised in the intro, another really great episode I think that you're going to get a lot out of because I'm going to have fun talking about it because it's near and dear to my heart and you're going to find out why. But I wanted to continue really where I started by mentioning the fact that I was binging Netflix and came across the Fire Festival documentary, which was great. I loved it. I laughed. I cringed. I was pissed off. There's part of me that wanted to put my fist through the TV and I just felt bad for a lot of people. And then I kind of didn't feel bad for a lot of people uh, for, for many reasons, but uh, really cool and interesting documentary. And listen, for those who are not familiar with it, uh, and I think I would think most people are because it's been out there on the news and um, it's been talked about a lot. Uh, but basically what it was, it was a, a luxury music festival that was created uh, with the intent of promoting an app, a new like celebrity talent app uh, that was generated, that was developed by this guy named Billy McFarlane and hip hop artist Ja Rule. And uh, basically what happened, it was it was promoted primarily through social media and it was kind of touting that all of these like influencers and all these famous people and models and so on and personalities were going to be attending this event and playing a big part in the event and the entertainment that came along with it. The interesting thing about this whole thing was is that it was a great idea, but in my personal opinion, the developers had no intent had no true intent, I should say, on delivering anything that they promised, which hence lies the scam behind this whole thing. And it's just, it really sets up for a great story. And it's just like one of those things that you just can't believe uh, they actually tried to pull off. And then at the same time, I'm actually watching this going, I can't believe how, how gullible people are. I mean, I could totally understand it though. Like if you're being, if something so extraordinary is being presented to you and you get a chance to kind of be a part of this once in a lifetime experience, I could see people wanting to fork over a lot of cash to be able to experience that and go to just like an exotic place and just completely just do something that the majority of people can't do and won't do. And I could understand that. But to be honest, they, I kind of felt like they was just blindly throwing money at something that there was no, there was nothing there. They were throwing money at an idea and there was nothing tangible behind that idea. And I truly believe that the organizers knew at some point, whatever their initial intent was, that they weren't going to be able to deliver what they promised. And then it just got so big that they just couldn't back out. So just something I think that you should check out about it. I could probably talk about it through the whole episode here. And it just blows my mind, just kind of like the balls of uh, 
these guys, especially the guy leading it, Billy McFarlane, uh, and how he did this. And it kind of reminded me of another documentary I saw a while ago in reference to Lance Armstrong. Now, the Lance Armstrong was a little bit different, but you would hear people tell stories about how their lives were ruined. I kind of got the same feeling after watching this. People who invested millions of dollars, people that were potentially forced to do things that they wouldn't do, people losing uh, their jobs or uh, you know, thinking about like, if they back out of this, they're probably a heart tells them that they need to back out as quickly as possible. But their head is saying like, oh, my God, I can't I can't back out. I'm in too deep. It was just crazy to watch. And I knew about this whole thing when it happened, but I just really didn't know like all of the intricacies and all the little nuances that were happening. It's crazy. It's it's a sad story. It's a crazy story. I mean, you could look at it a bunch of different ways and say, well, you know, shame on the people that were doing this and promoting something they couldn't deliver on and then also shame on the people that were investing in it thinking that this was actually going to happen with really no proof and that's talk about like blind trust right there but one thing i definitely started thinking about uh which is near and dear to me for many reasons um is one specific word i think that came about through watching this and i felt like it's something that needed to be talked about and uh, that word is reputation and i think that's one thing that we often don't think about. Like, I think we go about our lives and we go about our business lives and our personal lives, and we don't think about uh, reputation, or at least I don't hear it talked about that often. So I'm assuming if it's not talked about, people aren't thinking about it. So I think one thing we all have in common, every single one of us here listening to this podcast today, is that we all want to be successful in some space or capacity in our life. I think that's pretty much safe to say. I think we all want to be successful in some way, shape, or form. It's just a matter of kind of how we get there. I mean, people are always quick to give you uh, the things that you're doing wrong or the things that you need to improve or this is what you need to do to get there. But people never tell you about you know, keeping certain things in mind during that process or while you're walking your path to success. And one of those things that was introduced to me when I first started my career in law enforcement way back when uh, was reputation. And I'll never forget it. And I, and I never forget it to this day. My training officer, who probably doesn't listen to this podcast, and not because he doesn't want to, but I think the guy still has like one of those bag cell phones. And if you don't know what a bag cell phone is, back when cell phones first came out, they literally were in like a zip-up bag. And the thing was huge. It was like carrying a suitcase around. And I don't want to date myself because I'm not that old, but he's probably the guy that's still using one of these. So the fact that he would be on some type of uh, technology that it would actually support a podcast is pretty slim to none. But if he is listening, Mike, I want to say thank you for all you did for me. Dude, I will never forget it. And I'm never going to forget this conversation. And he had a conversation with me and it went something like this. He's like, listen, Craig, this is the best advice I could give you when you just started. There's one thing that's going to make or break you in your career. And that is your reputation. If you work in the gray zone, if you walk the line, or if you're not truthful and honest about what you're doing, you're going to get the reputation of being someone that someone can't trust. And when you're doing that in a law enforcement or legal capacity, if you break that trust with someone uh, like a judge or someone that's listening to your testimony, let's so to, sp- so to speak, in my experience, you're done. No one will ever believe anything that you have to say. They will think that you're lying, whether you're lying or not. They will think that you're not being truthful, and they will automatically, fairly or unfairly, stereotype you about the person that you are. And the hardest part about this whole thing 
is that you're stuck with it. It's so impossible to let go of. And to give you a small example on a smaller scale is, have you ever been in a professional situation where you've done so many things that you felt like deserved recognition or you felt like you went above and beyond and you, let's say you even did get recognition. Like some people wrote a letter or, or called your boss or whatever it is and said, man, this person just over-delivered for me and just did a great job. You could have a thousand of those. You know, you could have a million phone calls, a million different reviews, a million different people reaching out to your to your peers or to your supervisors, or to your bosses or whatever, telling you about all the great things that you've done, right? All it takes is one person that says something bad and that overshadows pretty much all of the good things. And it's just on a small scale, something you can completely get by and people when they take it for what it's worth it's one out of you know how many but for whatever reason it seems that that one time always seems to overshadow all of those good things that you did and it gets very frustrating so think about it think about like on a larger scale of you having the reputation of not being truthful or doing things that maybe some people would consider unethical or whatever it is, just to be or to get to a certain goal. Because listen, there's a lot of people out there that are doing that. Like not everybody is doing everything to the T. They're not all dotting their I's. They're not all crossing their T's. And listen, probably nobody bats an eye at it. You know, and no one just, people may just say, hey, listen, that's how, that's how this business works. You need to go out there and do these type of things in order to increase your revenue, to make more profits, to get to the next level. And that's, I guess it's okay. If you're, if you're willing to live with that and if that's what you want, and I can't speak for all businesses because I just don't have the experience in of various different types of things. I can only speak from like a public service standpoint at this point and then some of like entrepreneurial and business stuff now that I'm getting involved in. But a lot comes down to that one word. And what my training officer told me back, you know, God knows how many years ago still applies today. It still applies to other jobs and it really kind of just applies to life. Like when you're listening to this or after you're done listening to this, maybe you should just ask yourself the question about like, how would you rate your reputation in your space? And be honest with yourself. I mean, you don't have to tell anybody, just you be honest with yourself. And, and it should be really more of a heartfelt answer as opposed to kind of like a head-based answer. And basically, instead of thinking about it, put it this way, if you have to think about it, that should be a sign, one. And two, uh, it really should come from the heart because it's it's an emotional, you know, like your gut knows, your inside of you knows how you would rate yourself and your reputation. But do you find yourself as someone that people would go to for information and find you as a potential mentor or someone that they want to emulate what you're doing? Do you find yourself being well-respected in your field because of people respect who you are as an individual and maybe as a leader and just really appreciate how you communicate and how you're, you deal with others and how you conduct yourself. Because one thing that I actually have to admit to, I really kind of discounted how smart people were. I went through life for a long period of time with blinders on, not thinking people would figure certain things out because I don't think that they were that smart. And let me tell you something. I was so freaking wrong. It was ridiculous. People are smart. At some point, the truth presents itself. It's so important. I want to say it again. At some point, the truth presents itself. You can create whatever illusion you want to create if you feel like that's going to get you from point A to point B. But at some point, the reality is the truth is going to present itself. 
people are going to see you for who you are and for what you are. If you're taking a, let's say, non, I don't even want to say ethical, but it's just a non genuine approach to your life or to your business or to whatever it is. People are going to figure you out. And then what ultimately is that going to do is it's going to push people away and then it's going to impact your reputation. And listen, who wants to be that guy or gal that is known as that person that kind of like walks the line or plays in the gray area, especially if you want people to invest their time and their money in you, right? I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's like I hear people like have you ever, each and every one of you have probably also experienced this to some degree. Have you ever received that email that's completely the sales pitch? Not, not even, it's just right off the bat, as soon as you read the email, you know it's a sales pitch. Or you get like the attachment or the direct message on whether it be Facebook or Instagram or whatever social media accounts that you have. And it's like, hey, you know, thanks for this, but hey, I got this great thing, to fi- but, you know, so on and so forth. Like to me, that is a complete 100,000% turnoff. It's like if you want to just have a conversation with me and just real genuine, but when you come in hard and fast and it comes off real salesy and it comes in all about you, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have anything to do with it. I swipe whatever way I can swipe to get it out of my feed, deleted, get rid of my email, whatever it is, like as quick as I possibly can. And then just lo and behold, I'm sucked in because somehow they got my email and then I got to try to find the minuscule unsubscribe button at the bottom of the email to try to get out of it. And then I click on it and it says, you know, server not found. And I'm like, damn it. But it's just like, it, that stuff drives me nuts, you know, as opposed to maybe just reaching out to you in a personal way and just saying thank you. And if there's any way I could help you, um, please let me know. And that kind of like sales tactic is crazy. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that automatically I think of the person kind of like as a shyster or I'm like, I'm trying to get scammed or, and that may not be the case, but I just feel like, okay, this person or persons is trying to separate me from my money and I just don't trust this person. And I just think there's a way to go about it differently. And that's for me. I'm not saying that would, that, you know, people don't feel that works for them in some shape or form if that's the way they want to approach their business or their life or as far as you know getting people to confide in them and helping people out and and whatever but that just doesn't work for me but really the point here is think about your reputation think about what you're doing out there and thinking about how it's hopefully positively affecting you because you feel like you're doing things the right way or how it potentially may be affecting you and you may not even be thinking about it And maybe if you're listening to this and this is just the first time you actually get a chance to think about it, I think that is absolutely fantastic that you think about like, hey, you know, maybe I should be walking down a different path or taking a different route because I don't know if this is necessarily going to work for me long term. You know, is it going to provide like instant success now? But what is it going to do later down the line if you develop a reputation or a, you know, a stereotype, whether it be fair or unfair, that you're just not a trustworthy person. And I think that's important to think about. And I don't think too many people are out there thinking about those things. And I would rather be the guy that people can trust, uh, that people can go to and confide uh, you know, personal things to, because that means a lot. That means that I've made them feel comfortable enough to where they feel like they can trust me with certain things. And that that is like, I don't think you could put any price on that. I think that's unbelievably awesome. And um, I think that's something you have to earn. But yeah, reputation is huge. It is huge. And you know what? For me, after I had that conversation with my training officer, 
I mean, not that I was that kind of like walk the line type of guy anyway, but it really made me more uh, aware and it made me more diligent with the way I approached my professional journey, the way I went about things and the way I conducted myself. And I think it paid its dividends because I think I was known as someone that was very, you know, thorough and did things by the book and, you know, it is what it is. So I think it worked well for me. But after watching this Netflix documentary, I'm like, dude, you know what? Well, first of all, I want to mention a couple things. One, I'm like, listen, this guy's reputation is toast. I'm like, who in my right mind would want to do business or anything else with this guy? And it's interesting because it's like this guy, and I don't want to ruin this documentary for you, but this guy was out on bail after being charged with a shitload of crimes and was actually committing more crimes when he was out on bail. I'm like, what a set of balls on this freaking guy. Like, not only has he screwed so many people, but now he's out on bail screwing more people. Just that was like the point where I wanted to put my fist through the through the, the TV, uh, but I couldn't because I was had the chills and I barely could get out of my bed from having the flu, but... It was nuts. If I could, if I physically could have did it, I would have did it. Uh, but it was just blew my mind. And yeah, now the guy's doing some time in jail. But I actually heard one of his comp- one of the people that was uh, his go to guy that he was doing business with or helping him out with his business or help kind of like get this thing accomplished, this festival accomplished. He's like, yeah, you know, he's probably going to come out and make tons of money when he gets out of jail, and that blows my mind because I think that anyone that would do that is absolutely 1,000% foolish. And then, listen, if that's what you want to do, then you can't complain if you wind up getting screwed. Because, listen, the guy has a reputation that it would take him forever, I would think, to get out from under. Because it's just like, who would want to do anything with this guy? Who would want to invest any of their hard-earned money in any venture that this guy would do? And he's already developed that reputation that, no one would, just like Bernie Madoff, right? It's like Bernie Madoff screwed how many damn people? Like who is going to want to, who would want to do any business with a, a Bernie Madoff or a Bernie Madoff type of guy? You know, they use, hey, any type, what's Bernie Madoff? When you hear that words, what do you think? When you hear that name, what do you think? You think of what, scam, fraud, and so on and so on? Now, that is the extreme, right? But it's cool just to be aware of like, you know, about your reputation and how you conduct yourself and how it could be impact, impacting you in a very positive way and could be setting you up for just a really long-term success or how it could potentially be problematic for you. And listen, if you're just getting started and you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking about starting your own business or you know whatever it is, you know, that's something to keep in mind. It's kind of, I think, a really good tip to think of because I know it definitely helped me uh, kind of shape the way I thought about how I wanted to proceed with my profession and my career. And I think it definitely paid its dividends and was a good investment for me to think about that because there's some people that really kind of go through their careers and their lives not really thinking about it and not thinking about, you know, some of the consequences of, you know, putting up a false impression. Or maybe trying to promise things that they know in their heart that they can't deliver. And I'm not talking on the level of like a fire festival, but just something on a small personal level, whether you have just personal relationships and, you know, and how truthful are you to them and to yourself and just really something to think about. 
really something to think about. I think it just have a major, major impact on you as an individual and also uh, your business and your profession. You know, I use this analogy a lot of building a house. And your house is only going to be as strong as your foundation. Now, if your reputation can be looked at as the foundation for your house, is your foundation going to be really strong or is your foundation going to be really weak? And if it's really weak, anything you build upon that is really not going to last that long. And also, too, it may look great from the inside, but when the base is not strong, it doesn't tee you up for longevity. And you know, when I think of reputation, another word that's really important to me that goes hand in hand with reputation is responsibility. Now, I'd like to hear from a lot of the guys and gals out there who are entrepreneurs that are listening to this, because I'd like to find out your feedback, or I'd like to get your feedback on on what I'm about to say. And I believe, and this is solely my personal opinion, but I think it's worked well for me so far, is if you look at it as whether you're conducting business or you're going through relationships or whatever it is, if you feel like you have a responsibility to people and that part of that responsibility is conducting yourself in a professional manner, I don't think you can go wrong. But I do feel that you inherit some type of responsibility, whether you're in a business to sell a product, whether it is in a business to make money, I think there's got to be some type of underlying responsibility that you assume in being an entrepreneur, a business owner, Um, someone that's trying to help someone else, you know, I kind of felt working in the service industry, because really, that's kind of what I did on a public level, is that I had a responsibility to be out there and serve and help people. I'm not really too sure on this. But I also think that there is a responsibility in the private sector. I think if you're out there conducting business, providing a service or doing something, I think you do bear some responsibility. And, you know, some people may listen to this and say, Yeah, Craig, that's obvious. I mean, you absolutely bear responsibility. And some people may say, well, listen, I'm out here to sell a product. I can't be responsible whether or not, you know, someone either approves or disapproves of the way I'm promoting my business or, you know, what I'm doing to sell a product or a service. So I'd just be curious to hear your feedback on that. That is uh, just something interesting, but I think it goes hand in hand. Like in this case with the fire festival, I definitely believe that there was not only a reputation there that just was awful, But I think the guy had a responsibility to deliver on his promise, and he didn't deliver on his promise. And he knew he wasn't going to be able to deliver on his promise. And this whole whole thing about, uh, oh, well, he believed that he was going to do it. Listen, I'm going to be someone that's going to be straight with you, but that is total bullshit. There is no way, if this guy is as smart as everyone says that he was, that he knew that he was going to be able to deliver. This became more of a significance, ego type, I'm going to do this. And there was so many people involved that it got out of control fast. And it was just like, I have no other choice because I don't want my ego to take a hit if I don't deliver or I have to back out. And that's my personal opinion. But listen, based on my experience, I think, and I feel like I have a good read sometimes on people, that's what I took away from watching that documentary. So, but it just made me think about reputation. It made me think about responsibility and how all those things factor into each and every one of us. Obviously not to the same level, but little things each and every day. Because listen, you don't want to be the the person that gets stuck with that bad reputation that you can't shake forever because you don't want to be known as that guy. 
I would rather make less sales, build stronger relationships, and just do things by the book as opposed to walking the line or working in the gray area and being kind of that shady guy. Like, yeah, he'll get the work done. Yeah, he'll make billions of dollars. But, you know, sometimes his uh, business practices or his work ethic is a little questionable. So is it worth it to me? No. It may be worth it to somebody else. And listen, if there's someone out there that's listening and they feel like that approach has worked for them, please, please, please contact me. Whether it's through the website, send me an email, a carrier pigeon, however you want to get in touch with me, please, I would love to interview you and sit down and have a conversation with you and maybe spark up a little bit of a debate. But either way, Go check out the, listen, go check out the uh, Netflix one. I'm going to try to check out the one on Hulu because I heard it's just as good uh, and there's a little bit of uh, a difference. And um, yeah, so I want to try to check that one out because I was intrigued enough by watching that I wanted to go see what the other one was about too. But yeah, think about it. Uh, Think about reputation and how that factors into your personal and professional life. Think about that word responsibility. Let me know what you think. Listen, I'm wrapping this show up for this week, and I'm hoping next week we're going to have some really big things for you. Hopefully, our co-host, Asante Cleveland, will be back shortly. He's busy out there changing the world, and I mean it. And uh, just, yeah, so we're going to have some cool guests lined up for 2019. You're going to want to tune in. So, yes, thank you so much for being here. And listen, I wanted to tell you something real quick. For those Apple users out there, if you have an iOS device... Apple now allows you to use Siri to subscribe to your favorite podcast. So if you have not subscribed to this podcast yet and you have an Apple product, whether it be a tablet, a phone, or if you have it on your Mac and you have Siri on your Mac, just ask Siri to subscribe to the White Tiger podcast. I already talked to her. She took me right to the webpage and asked, she asked me if I wanted to subscribe. Naturally, I was already subscribed to my own podcast, but it's super, super easy. All you have to do is ask Siri, and she will do the work for you. So on that note, thank you so much for being here. I'm looking forward to next week. Big things happening in 2019 here at the White Tiger Podcast. Please stay tuned. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know how we're doing. And listen, just come by and say hi. Just shoot us an email and say, what's up? So listen, have a great week. If football is your jam, enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend and we'll catch you later. Thanks for listening to the White Tiger Podcast. If you have feedback or questions for future episodes, get in touch by visiting WTPodcast.com. Hey!